Hello and welcome back to another episode of Biff Pal Bam. As always, I'm your host, P-Dubs, and joining me tonight, again, as always, is Tony. Hello. So we're here to to wrap up what might be our final, but it won't be because we'll probably look at Blue Beetle at some point, but it could be the final thing we get this year. We don't know. Um, yeah, well, we're, we're assuming that Loki's going to be October. <laughs> Yeah, we're we're guessing so because I only only kind of published a, a video about it a couple of days ago. So, um, yeah, but uh, Sony um, have done away with all of their Marvel films for the year. Mm. We're not going to see anything from them until next year, um, and it won't be Craven. Oh. <laughs> it's going to be Madam Web first. So that's not until till next year. Craven's been pushed back until uh, next autumn. Yeah. yeah. Um, so we're not going to see that for a while, but Madam Web's still looking like it's going to line up and um, Beyond the Spider-Verse is nowhere at the moment. Mm. So um, we're really not sure what's what's going to happen. The, the, the strike is obviously still ongoing uh, yeah. and will be for, for quite a while at the moment, it looks like. There doesn't seem to be any breakthroughs. There's not even been any mention. At least with the, the Writers Guild, there seem to be some leeway but that seems to have gone quiet now as well and it it just seems like everything's kind of done i'm i'm not not convinced anything will be open again by the end of the year mm. at the rate it's going at the moment so yeah loki may be the only thing only new thing we have to talk about yeah after this but we are here to to finish off our thoughts on secret invasion um obviously the finale was was just this week um, and we've got episodes four to six to talk about. Um, I think it could be interesting because I get the feeling we probably feel the same about this. Mm. Um, so we're going to dive into it. Um, we talked about it on the previous episode. Uh, it doesn't take long for Guy to come back after no. her death. <laughs> no, literally, Although- it's a pre-credit scene. It was nice, nicely done. The explanation for it, yeah, um, and how she got her powers, that that sort of quick, quick run into, into the sort of um, into the booze, and <clears throat> yeah. Um, yeah, it was nice. She, she took the the knowledge from the scientist to enable her to get the knowledge about the get the powers. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But it it wasn't the the shock death no. that uh, some of the others have been. Um, no. And we'll dive into them as we go. Um, I was a bit confused as to why Nick decided he he was going to go to Paris after the Battle of the of New York. There's, well, there's no real explanation to that. It's, it's the romance, I suppose, and it? it's, it's yeah. Um, and that was something I was I was going to bring up. I feel like that could have been done <laughs> away with. That storyline. I know she's she's meant to be a double agent, but I felt like Gaia could have taken that role. Well, I guess the thing, the, the ultimately, I think the, the thing is that this show at one level, and, and probably rightly or wrongly, is about Nick. Yeah, and, and that's the problem. Nick. He it kind of feels like they're trying to force him to have a bigger storyline when it probably doesn't really need to be there. It kind of strips away from what Secret Invasion should be. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, you we're still we're thinking it should have been it should have been more of a proper spy story. <clears throat> yeah, it, it definitely felt like it should have been that in the first place. When they announced it, that's 
what it seemed like it was going to be. Yeah. When as, as the show's gone on, it's become it's more about Fury. Yeah. Uh, and his emotive state and, and, and his place in the world and and how the, the, the blip sort of made him realise he was a small person. And, yeah. And I guess that, and that that's what, because for me, I think, because this, this episode, episode four, is probably the one with the most emotion in it, wasn't it? Of, of the yeah. Um, yeah, definitely. It's, it is definitely more about him. And, and we've talked before about episode episodes three and four at times have kind of lost the storyline a mm. touch. And it, it definitely feels like that. We we obviously don't see Gravik in this episode much at all. Mm. Um, even though and I'm I'm gonna stick with it. I still feel like feel like he was a bit two D as a villain. Yeah, and until the well we'll get to it in a minute. Until until the final episode probably. Yeah I think the again um, I think the problem with it, as well, it goes on. Uh, we see over the three or four episodes as, as they're running. Is in the end, he doesn't actually care about the scrolls. No, uh, just about it's, himself. It's about, it's about himself and about seizing power, yeah. um, and setting himself up. And uh, but now, uh, and I think we, we, I think we probably both talked about it. <laughs> Gravit was lacking, lacking in gravitas. Yeah, yeah, definitely. There's not enough yeah. um from him, is there, from Kingsley Watson? No, no exactly. And it seems like he's it, kind of had a very strange month yeah. because he's got this, which has been panned, and then he's been in Barbie, which has been the <laughs> biggest hit in the box office for the last yeah. five years. Yeah. <laughs> um, but really strange. Um, and I have, I have to say, we we were just talking about. I still don't feel like I've learnt that much about Nick Fury, despite this being about him. Mm. Other also, than the fact that we learned that he was with a scroll, we knew he was married. We knew that yeah. before this. Um, another, and we still, and we have to touch on it now, I suppose, because it is episode four. Um, Talos's death. We still didn't learn that much about their relationship. Mm. Yeah. Um, so, it, and it will come up at the end. But I feel like this would have done better as a shorter series, but with longer episodes. Because well, at times it feels like they rush certain story elements to I, fit it actually, into one ep- episode, but then another episode will feel like it's got too much filler. No, no, see, I think it, it did need at least six episodes, but they needed to be 40, 50 minutes solid, uh, 50 minutes. They, they started, the first couple were 50 minutes, I think. And then, mm. as we see over the over the, the, the three or four episodes, they, they seem to get shorter and shorter. I think it consistently needed six sort of 50, 55-minute episodes to tell the yeah. story. I just felt at times that they were they were filling in because they had too long in an episode. But if they didn't do that, then the storyline wouldn't work properly. Mm. So they were ru- in certain episodes. I felt they rushed certain story elements, and then the next episode would be like because they've had to move on because it's a new episode. That then they felt like, oh, we've got to find some filler here mm. because we've used too much of it in the last episode. 
Um, so yeah, but no, I, I probably they probably could have done with more at times as well. So, and we've talked about this. It just they seem like they want to be the same for every show. Like every show needs the same amount of episodes and the same amount of time, but they don't. Um, I also think some of the plotting as well, that stuff needs to be moving around. I mean, skipping forward to, to the final episode, some of that stuff with the sort of right at the end could have been done better earlier in the season to create that yeah. paranoia, to make it feel bigger. Yeah. Uh, and, and I felt with that last episode, well, we'll carry on. We're, we're going to be all over the place. We always are with these episodes. Yeah. I felt like the, the final episode kind of was just one thing. It was just that kind of scene in, in the with the two of them, and it, it felt like that was overstuffed. Like some of that could have been cut down, yeah, and that, it feels like they were missing like, something from the beginning of the episode. We talk about things being rushed. That entire episode felt rushed for me in the end. Yeah, um, there there was there was no sort of let up at all. There was no sort of story breathing in it. Um, but it only just felt so compressed. Um, to me, that, that last episode should have been 50 minutes, certainly. It was oh, yeah, that was incredibly short. One Because I've re-watched all three of these episodes today. Yeah. Uh, so that shows you how easy it's been. I've watched, it's, it's an hour and a half worth of TV. Yeah. It's not even a film's worth yeah. of and, TV. And, and for a story about, supposedly, about paranoia and, and mistrust and stuff like that, that it, it, it's not enough. Yeah, and um, um, I, I put it on, and it said 30, 37, 38 minutes, and I thought, well, that's you lose a couple of minutes off the end. Yeah, but then the previously on Secret Invasion was two minutes long, and so was the credits. Yeah. So by the time it actually came down to it, it was thirty-one, thirty-two minutes. And I, I have seen one or two comments online from people who sort. Of, there's some argument for who, who sort of swear by the fact they've kind of got a set running time for in total in mind for these shows, and they yeah. just carve it up as as and when they see fit. Um, yeah, and I tell you what, there seems to be I'd say there's some credence in that because sometimes yeah. you feel like they should have ended in different places. Yeah, and it it does feel like they've just taken the entire running length and just cut it up where they feel like. Yeah, and it does. It makes you think with obviously. Um, Armor Wars coming up, which was meant to be a series, yeah, and has now been become a film. Are mm. they writing it as one whole script? Well, exactly, separate ones. Yeah, because that that makes me feel like they've looked at it and gone, "Oh, do you know what? This runs as a film because we've mm. written one script." And then they've looked at other ones and gone, "Oh no, do you know what? This this works better as a TV series. We'll just split it up." Yeah. So and, I'm and wondering given... whether these scripts are being written as as a movie, and then they look at them and go, "Oh, do you know what? We can we can chop that up and put it on Disney Plus." Mm. Well, uh, unnecessarily written as a like as a one-off movie, but I, I certainly think that, that the chopping up element feels like it happens. They think, right, we'll end that episode there when when they've got it all sorted. But, but not from the script stage. It feels like to me that where we get the endings in the shows wasn't necessarily where it was originally planned to be. That's yeah. what I'm getting at, I think. And... Yeah, and, and then you wonder whether it's been done by the same director. 
are there mm. bits of each episode that have been made by someone else? Yeah. And, um, and it, yeah, and, and, and I just, I can't get past it. It just didn't feel epic enough. And, and in some of the scenes, it looks really cheap, considering the budget. Yeah, and uh, I thought that final battle was bad. Yeah. Uh, I didn't I, think I, he looked great. And, and it's like the, um, the stuff with Richardson in the hospital. There's no way you're not going to have a security detail around that man in hospital. It's like they couldn't afford to pay any extras. Yeah. Yeah, it was very empty. And yeah, I suppose I mean, on that... Uh, Carry on. I was going to say, at the, at the start of the episode... Well, if we sort of... I'll cross the two episodes across each other now. At the end of the episode four, of course, we get that really... In fact, probably the best sequence in the whole series... Is the attack yeah. on Ritson, which I thought was fantastic, really. Yeah, and it, it was very reminiscent of the one in Winter Soldier. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, it did very much feel like that, which is what we thought this series was going to be. Yeah. I mean, there, there is an argument that there's, there's a cheapness in some ways and that it, it, it just happens to take place in fog. So they don't need to have quite so many people in the scenes. Yeah. Yeah, and that's fair enough. It's a TV show. Mm. You don't expect them to be as epic mm. uh, as a film. But even yeah. that one in Winter Soldier, that was really, it was only the four of them most yeah. of the time. Yeah. But then and then we go from that, then rolling into episode five, where it starts off, it's basically four people in a corridor. One's the president, a doctor and a nurse. And, and, yeah. and Fury, you think, you thought there'd be a few more people around by that than that. You think, mate, he'd have got word to somebody to, to have his detail there. I don't know, but it just, yeah. that felt really cheap and sort of, I don't know whether there were COVID concerns when they were still shooting some of this or what, I don't know, but it just felt very minimalistic for stuff considering he's the, he's the president and the head of the free yeah. world. Yeah, <laughs> it, definitely. Uh, and, and we'll touch on it, on him a bit more by the end. Yeah. Um, but there was a one person I wanted to bring up, which is pretty obvious, but I thought Don Cheadle's performance is very nuanced in this. It's yeah. just slightly hints yeah then he, he's not quite right well uh, particularly across the show those scenes that he's had with fury were great yeah um and and the the one in the hospital was is probably the best one where where yeah was up the wall. And, and it's also he also plays it with a slight sort of hint of the softer femininity of the actual of rather yeah which i thought was a nice touch uh, yeah, and, and, and this is probably his best performance. Yeah, that in itself I thought was a nice touch. I did not see, I didn't see that becoming that it would be a female scroll that was that was um, masquerading yeah. as. And I thought that was actually a really nice touch. Yeah, definitely. But, and and there's a, there's a couple of scenes as well. Um, and the the one in the in the middle of the battle, of him in the car, mm. while everything's going on around him, and he's in absolute peace. In the middle yeah. of it, yeah, yeah, and I just yeah, it, I thought that was really clever. It's really underplayed, isn't it? Just to show that yeah. he knows that there's, there's no real danger to him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I really did like that. Um, and uh, we'll talk talk about Ben Mendelsohn as well at this point yeah. in that that sequence. I think that's the most shocking one because the fact we've only seen him in like a couple of projects. Yeah, yeah, and, and, and now he's gone. And now he's gone. We literally had yeah. him in Captain Marvel. We had that quick cameo at the end of Spider-Man, and now this, yeah. and, and that's it. He's done. 
Yeah. And yet he feels like he's been around forever. Yeah. Because, it's because it, it's been so long between each project. Yeah. That it does feel like he's been in and around it for, for, for such a while, but he actually mm. hasn't been in it that much. No. And it's a that's a real shame because I've really enjoyed him across yeah. across this series. I, I like him as an actor generally. Funny enough, I just I, I was watching um last night I was watching the, the Dark Knight Rises and forgot he was in that. Yeah. That's what 20 to 11 years ago or something like that. So he's been and I, I like him as an actor anyway, and it was been great to see him in the MCU. And yes, it's a shame we're not going to see him as a live character anyway. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'm definitely. Sure the, the two sides of him, that the fact that we see when he, when he's when he's meeting with Gaia, but he hasn't really got a plan other than he's going to talk to the president and ask him for a home. No, and, and that was another thing I wanted to bring up. I wanted to see more between Talos and Gaia. Yeah, yeah. If if it was like a real missed opportunity. Mm. Um, really that scene. Yeah, that that scene in, in the park was fantastic. Mm. Between the, they really bounced off of each other. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that was a real shame. And there's there's quite a lot of characters that I want to bring up. Tony Curran, we talked about him on the first episode. <laughs> <laughs> he, he gets a 30-second cameo in, in this. Yeah, that was in episode five in Harvest yeah. as well. Yeah. Um, yeah guess which is just ridiculous. But he also does share the screen one of, I think, our probably both our favourite character of the show. In yeah. Yeah, she's... Um, she really, when we talked about it, she is the comic relief. There's there's no doubt about that. She's it, the, it, the softer side of it. But it's played with this sort of, um, there's a playfulness, but there's also this really dark undertone that you know she will do whatever it takes to get what she wants. Yeah, and do you know what? I feel like that's what's missing with um, the uh, Contessa. Yeah. Yes. She just seems really harsh all the time. Mm. And there's yeah. no change of emotion or anything. But with Sonia, that's exactly how I would like that sort of, like a, an arch enemy. Mm. Not a, like a simple, I'm going to be evil. Yeah. yeah. Whereas Sonia she... feels like she, she, she's going to have fun with it. Yeah, because Sonia's the, that, that adage of the, you, you keep your friends closer and your enemies closer. She's that sort of character. Yeah, and that's her world. That's her view of the world, isn't it? And, and yeah, yeah, it's, it's like that, that, that scene earlier in the season when she first meets Fiori and she says to him, she, she doesn't like this new old Fiori or something like that. It's just yeah. a really great line. Um, and also, of course, we, we, we have to mention the cake or death line. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, and you she's, wonder uh... whether she brought that to the table herself because it just doesn't seem something like something that the writers would have known. Yeah, and then the the other scene that I I really like is the um the one with the two scrolls in the house. Mm. Um, and she comes in and they ask they ask her who she is, and she says, "I can be anybody you like." <laughs> and it's just uh, she goes through a whole list of things that she could be, and she just really plays it well. Yeah. But, like there's yeah, a but, twinkle in her eye about it. But the, the scene with Tony Curran was great, and uh, and the fact that then that sort of reveals. Starts to reveal or unpeel the um the invasion effectively, didn't it? Now the, the security people see what's going on. Yeah. Because uh, and of course she'd hinted she'd hinted a couple of episodes back, and she she got people that she knew were so she she'd obviously got him tailed for a while. 
yeah. that he was a scholar self. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, Fiori just really confirmed it, didn't he? And that this was all going down. Um, again, that, I, like, I like the fact that, that they had been going doing this for a while in the background, and, and certain people had, had inklings, like the um, the agent right back in episode one. Yeah. Um, and then uh, Sonya as well was aware that something wasn't quite right. Uh, I like the idea that there were certain people that were starting to pick up on it. But again, because we didn't we didn't get enough of that sort of stuff. Yeah. Definitely, that's that's been the big problem. Yeah. Is that it's lacked something. Yeah. And then there was a couple of characters we talked about on the last episode that we thought were going to have bigger roles, and were quickly killed off in the second half of the season. Well, one was Beat. Was it Beto? Beto? Yeah. I mean, yeah. that was a bit of a shot. All right, so he's come in as this this person that's looking for a home, and we think he's going to be like a number two. Yeah, oh, he's killed him off in a mutiny. Yeah, and and the the, the previous one was his right hand man. Yeah, that we thought there was something in that character that we weren't seeing yet. He was gone pretty quickly in that did second you, half. Did Did you notice that he was a military guy in the, in the last episode? Yeah, he makes is is the real version makes an appearance, doesn't he? When yeah, they do that yeah. There's there's quite a few of them. As I say, the the two in the house reappear. Mm. Um, the guy from early on that was um. They were An trying to dealer. take the bomb from, yeah. Yeah, the arms dealer. Um, and obviously, uh, Ross. Yeah. Thank God. I'm glad they haven't killed him off. Yeah. Because, again, he's another one that's been underutilised so far. Mm. Obviously, he's had a couple of big roles in Black Panther, but he's not in the the bigger MCU. He's He's not been that involved, considering. And I think there's more to come with that, obviously. Uh, having been married to the Contessa, yeah, um, I think there's more to come from Ross again, now. There's that's the other big issue comes out of the show is that, and also with um with Rhodey is when exactly those two were taken. Uh, yeah, they they pretty they, strategically placed where Rhodey was. Um, but some some fans are not really having that one. But the the director has sort of suggested he's been around for a very good while. Yeah, yeah, uh, I think you can pretty much say it was from Civil War mm. because of what he's wearing and the fact that he can't walk. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, I don't know what the fans are up in arms about the fact that that sort of undercuts the whole thing with them. Um, yeah, but how much has? Ha, yeah, but honestly, how much has has Rhodey been involved? Yeah, but in to a me, big, I think a big picture actually, way, the biggest the, the biggest one is the relationship with Captain Marvel. Yeah. From um, Endgame. Mm. How would she not know that he was a scroll? Yeah. That, no, that's the biggest issue. Yeah. But but conversely, I think I, the fact that, that they're that good at what they do, that, that not even Tony could tell, well, not even Tony, that everybody yeah. else can tell that that grief for Tony wasn't genuine. Yeah. And that, that would, that would, to me, it adds like a little element I quite like. Um, yeah, that they're that good at being infiltration that they can even adopt feelings that people have of a loss. Um, yeah, and because I kind of want to see if Armor was happens, I want to see Brody dealing the fact that he wasn't around when Tony was. Yeah, gone. which is I think what Armor Wars is going to be, because yeah. he's going to then have to deal with the aftermath of Tony not being there. Yeah, 
um, yeah, to deal with his legacy effectively. Yeah, uh, basically. But yeah, so for me, I have no problem with the fact that he's pretty might have been a scroll for that long. I think it, it, it has a real mindfuck element to, to what we yeah. have seen. Oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely. It, it paints it in a completely different light. Mm. Yeah, and for um, me, it's a positive one. That's, yeah. that's prop. Because I, 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 I think the thing people are using as a sort of the flip against it is, is that next we find out that Fury sent that team in after the Battle for Earth with Gravik yeah. and get the DNA at that point so that they, they didn't have the problems with the scrolls to that point. Yeah. Um, but that's not to say that, that, that they weren't being embedded anyway. Yeah. Uh, you can imagine graphic graphic maybe was setting cards in play earlier. Probably you can more or less guarantee that he, he, there was something already there. Because he had a chip on his shoulder, clearly, didn't he, for quite yeah. a while. <laughs> um, um, but, yeah, then I suppose there's there's a few other bits and pieces that we need to touch on. The the cameo um, from Natasha's sidekick, I thought was quite nice. Yes, I didn't twig sure who it was. Well, I'd seen, um, I'd seen a headline pop up on a website and hadn't looked. All that I saw was surprise cameo, and I thought, "Oh, maybe it's an Avenger." And then he popped up, and I thought, "That that's quite quite a nice way to tie tie Fury in the whole mm. Shield thing." Yeah, um, I thought it was quite quite a nice tie in. Would have been nice maybe to maybe add a couple of lines of dialogue exchange about Natasha or something in there, just to sort of set yeah. that in stone. Maybe that would have been quite nice, um, just to acknowledge Natasha in that in that scene. Um, and the fact that she wasn't about anymore, and uh, I, I think it's those. I think generally those are the little details that we don't get as fans that we we feel should be in there. Yeah, and I think that's that again comes from this problem of the way that they're writing things and how things are moving about, how it's fluid. Because mm. sometimes they might have written a line and have to cut it out because it makes no sense. Yeah, because the film's not come out yet. Yeah. And I think that's the big problem with this. They need to, they need to sort in house a well, proper yeah, order. Because I mean, we we all we all assume that when Disney Plus came along and then we were talking about the, the and that they talked about these shows and films feeding into each other, it would have been a much more firm connections than we're getting. Yeah. Compared to the old to the Netflix stuff. Uh, Definitely. I mean, from from Agents of Shield, and, and and it doesn't seem that much more connected now. Definitely. Um, yeah. So that, which is actually going to tie into one of my other points about, about the, the, the back end of these three shows is is because that last episode is a lot of setup basically. Yeah, um, yeah, certainly the end. And my big worry is that they'll set these things up and there won't be a payback on it. That yeah. it will get lost in the same way that Kit Harrington's character seems to have got lost from the end of Eternals. Yeah. That was going to put one of the points I was going to bring up was going back to Sonya again and, and Gaia. And that scene at the end, I mean, that sort of screams MI13, doesn't it? Yeah. Uh, from the comics. Which yeah. I, and then we kind of keep, we'll get Captain Britain that way somehow. Um, yeah. But you also want to, are we going to see her again? Because she's like the most powered villain, uh, character in the MCU now. Yeah. Uh, um, and my note on that was, was 
the most overpowered character, the most overpowered but underutilized character. Because she doesn't get a lot to do. No. Other than the the end. Yeah. I I did Um, like the fact that Mantis's power was quite cool. Yeah, I thought that that was probably the the best use of those characters. He he tended to rely on Groot. Yeah, quite yeah, a lot. And he, he, he did not see that one coming that she'd pull off a trick like that and they're in the middle of the Yeah, <laughs> like she was just about to pass out and she thinks, he's making me pass out. What if I can make him pass out? Yeah, absolutely. I thought that was genius. I did sort of <laughs> smile at that one. Yeah. Not coming. Um, yeah. But yeah, but I worry that we're, we won't see either of those characters again, but which would be a mistake. They'd have yeah. to find a way to sort of reduce her power base somehow, I think. Cause it yeah, would work. I... I think they're going to have to. The, the only thing is that a, a super scroll can only use two powers at once. Yeah, which she shows. So there in is there's that, a limitation of sorts in there. Yeah, um, but even so, people said that Captain Marvel was overpowered mm. in the MCU, and she just kind of comes in and saves people. Well, what happens with Gaia when she can use that power yeah. and another one at the same time? Yeah. Um, uh, which I thought was actually quite nice. She used that nicely as well, with the the yeah. landing, turning into oh, Captain yes. Marvel. I thought that was that was nice as well. But yeah, it'd be a shame if we don't see those two characters again. Because I, th- I would like to see that kind of spin off or that story develop somewhere. Um, yeah, down the line. Um, yeah, possibly tying into the stop the mutants because because Braddock's got a sister. Braddock's sister is a mutant, isn't she? Yeah, Cyclops. 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 Yeah. So, maybe so yeah, um, well, we'll see what happens with that. Because yeah, air, um, yeah, and, and the other one that that worries me is the setup of the president as a villain. Yeah, because, yeah, because well, I mean, Fury kind of suggests that we're that we're going to get um, Thunderbolt's president because he's this guy who's a one-termer, uh, and which yeah. I can totally get by his actions because he's completely fucking everything up at the end, by the end of the episode. Yeah. Yeah, truly. But what what is going to cause the change? And hopefully, it's not just a, oh yeah, we got rid of him because of this. I want well, to see well, that I, story play out with Ross. Well, I was going to say I kind I, I saw this on one of your breakdown videos as well, which I tend to agree with. That I kind of want to see the opening of that film maybe have a little montage which includes like the election or something, just yeah. to show putting him apart and blaming him for the invasion and the failure to deal with it or something yeah they're gonna they're gonna have to say something because otherwise it's gonna be another one of those threads that are left hanging yeah where the president just keeps changing and we don't really see why um yeah. but I, I think they need to introduce that at the start of the film it doesn't have to be a lot maybe in the montage or something we just see that the rich and completely fading and to win a second term on the back of that and ross standing up and telling people he can protect the earth you know and protect america and, and the Americans falling for it. We don't, I don't want to start that film with him as president without no. any explanation as to how he got there. No, and and you kind of want to see that that build up. I don't want him to be Red Hulk straight away. I'm no. hoping that's going to be at the end. Yeah, and it's going to set up World War Hulk. Yeah, yeah. Because he doesn't. It doesn't belong in a Captain America film. No. It, no. it belongs in a Hulk film. Mm. Yes. So I'm really, really am hopeful that it's going to be like the end. Mm. That he gets, he gets, something happens that he gets defeated by 
Falcon or Captain America, which causes him then to go, oh, I, I'm never going to be yeah. able to take down the Hulk unless... Force, force what's his name to develop another serum. Yeah. Uh, uh, big Eddie guy, what's the character's The leader. The leader, thank you. Uh, and I guess that's why he's in there in some form is because of that that Red Hulk serum. Yeah. Or treatment. I'm, and I reckon that's where that's going to go. At some point he will say, I want to be this. Yeah. Um, Definitely. Uh, yes, and I just hope they get it right with this, with with these set up these story threads that they've set up in there. Yeah, um, definitely. And and I hope we get to see Priscilla again in the Marvels. I hope that's yes. not a forgotten thread as well. Although it's interesting, I want to know what's a, what work has she got that's more important than going to be a peace peace broker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm guessing she's talking about her, her work on Earth yeah. as a human. Yeah. Um, I got, so, yes. We shall um, see. Yeah. I, I, I think that's probably what the main bits I picked out that I, I was wanting to discuss. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think so. Uh, just I, like, I was going to mention the, um, I do like the stuff where, where I think it's in the Harvest episode where he goes to get the, um, the DNA thing um, and, and we see another grave. And then yeah. See the mausoleum bit with the where he's got all his little gadgets. Yeah, and apparently, I like that. apparently the Norse on one of those stone tablets, when it translates, is actually Nick Fury's storyline to this point. Is it? That's cool. Yeah, yeah. If you go back, have a. Uh, I think if uh, it's on Screen Crush, guy cool. Screen Crush on YouTube, um, the episode five breakdown, it, it explains what what the Norse translates as. Um, and it basically, it's, a, it, it's, it's the through line of Nick Fury's story. And I thought it was really clever. To that point. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So I, I guess, I guess so, it comes down to our final notes, doesn't it, really? Yeah, on the show as a whole, I guess. Um, yeah. For me, it was, if, if it was a score report, it was one of those that showed promise, but could have done a lot better. It was, yeah. it was a, just a feeling of meh at the end of it. It's like a six out of 10 stuff. It was sort of, there was something interesting in there, but it felt like it needed to be, it obviously couldn't be movie size bigger, but yeah. considering the budget, it, it should have felt bigger than it did. Yeah. For me, my, my, yeah, my, my final note was that I felt like it sold the story short. Yeah. That yeah. it didn't give everything that it could have done. And that's, I'm not talking about cameos from Avengers that turned out to be scrolls. Rhodey was enough for me. Yeah. I just, I felt there was more to the story that they were telling. Yeah. That they didn't, that they didn't give us. Yeah. Well, like I said a bit earlier that some of that stuff in that last episode could have made the show much more dramatic, move forward in an episode or two, like the assassination of a prime minister who wasn't a scroll or something like that, you know? Yeah. Uh, Instead of getting that two two second ex explosion of story at the end, which was really clever, I thought some of that needed to be earlier in the series to give it that a bit more sense yeah. of paranoia. Yeah, uh, and, and again, that that just felt like a setup for further stories. Yeah, that felt like yeah. a setup for a season two. Well, and also um, the cap film that 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 paranoia yeah. is going to be there in the background of that film, isn't it? They say that's probably yeah. what's going Ross into the White House. Um, yeah, but yeah, it just felt. 
I feel mostly a little bit duped because uh, nothing against the character against Fury having his own personal story, but for a story which is about shape-shifting aliens infiltrating government and stuff, it needed to be yeah. more than about Nick Fury. Yeah. You know? It it, it felt like with the, the de-aging stuff that they did with Nick Fury, there seems to be this whole great big bit missing. Yeah. Between Captain Marvel and where we met him in Iron Man. Yeah. But I'd and rather see think, that story. And I also think killing off Maria Hill was a mistake. I think there should have been setting up for her to become the the next Fury yeah. in some way. I th- I think yeah. that was a, that was a mistake. Unless she's had enough, which I very much doubt. It yeah. just feels like they dropped a clanger with that in the long term. And I did she, read that that she did have another series, but even so, do you really need to kill her off? We could have LMD'd her or something, surely. Yeah, they could have just basically gone. That and Nick even says it that it's personal. Yeah, that's I, I, why he's I'm not too- called the Avengers in. So why why does he need her to be Am part I actually, of it? I think- if 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 she'd have revealed to be an LMD at some point, I think that would have been a perfect sort of twist on a show yeah. about shape shifting and double A and agents. Yeah, that that they got their own. He's basically a life model decoy. That would yeah. have been quite a sweet sort of revelation. Definitely, but yeah, it ra- wraps up. But it it's average, as most yeah. of the, the Marvel shows have been so far. Unfortunately, yeah. there's been a couple of standouts, but in the the general dress gist of it, it's no better or no worse than the bulk of them. No. Um, yeah. And that's unfortunate when we look at it and, and pick out the likes of Loki. Yeah. And, and then it's difficult to, to pick much more than what has been average TV. Yeah. And, and you kind of worry with some of the produce that are coming up, like, like um, Coven of Chaos whether yeah. they're just going to exist because they can. Yeah. Um, and I think that will change. Mm. I think going forward, I think they've made it pretty clear that this isn't going to be the way they carry on. No. That, that for no, me, it, it feels it, like the likes of Daredevil is where they should be going. Yeah. And again, the, the latest rumours on that are that it's going to be closer to an R. Uh, what's yeah. what's the, um, the rating on TV? Uh, what the hell? I yeah, it? you know TV, the one. The one yeah, yeah. Is it TV? TVA? I don't know. That sounds like I know it. Sounds like Loki, but I've got uh, a yeah, feeling so, that is one like of the rating. Yeah, there's yeah. a code coding lettering thing, isn't there? Yeah, which TV twelve or something like that. We sort of yeah for stuff which is a little bit more closer to watershed TV. Which I, I think if if they nail yeah. that. I mean, don't particularly want it to be blood and guts, like we said this before, like no. like Netflix one, but just feel real. Yeah, I think. yeah, and I, this is the thing we we've just said that there's there's shows that are being made for the sake of it. Echoes yeah. is another one that I don't yes. think, and under this current, probably this current regime, it wouldn't have been greenlit. No, under Iger, um, but JPEG did. Um mm. and and chaos of cover coven of chaos is exactly the same. Yeah, I think they they found a popular character as a side character and then gone. Oh, they're that popular. We're going to make them into a TV show. Yes. Yeah. Um, where really they probably should have carried on as a side character. 
and, and put her into other stuff. And because yeah. she would be quite a whirlwind, Catherine Hahn to drop to drop her into other stuff as a witch. Yeah. Um, and stuff drop her into Doctor Strange. Yeah, yeah. Put her into that. Yeah. Drop, drop her, her into, into the, the X Men films. Yes. Yeah. Alongside she... Scarlet Witch. Yeah. But it's. I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll see at the time, I guess. But it does feel like the. <laughs> we come back to my moan about particularly when we can't get a Captain Britain and everybody else seems to be getting a representation. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's there's characters, and I agree that I like Kit Harrington. I liked him in Eternals. Yeah, but I don't want to. I don't want to see a film that's just him. No, he needs to be in a team film, a team up film. I would have been happy for him to have appeared in Blade. Yes. Yeah. It made so much sense. Blade is a character that should be leading a film. Mm. He feels like a leader. Yes. As such. But then there's other characters that shouldn't be. Yeah. Well, you like, kind of want like how long did how long did it take us for for us to get a Hawkeye thing? Because they mm. needed to build his character. Yeah. Because he was a side character, no matter what you say, and it took them a decade to give him enough characterization to be able to go, he deserves a TV show now. Yeah. And there's these characters that are doing side bits in one TV series and getting their own. Yeah. So, yeah. but right, we don't know when we're going to see these anyway. So, no. <laughs> It's all up in the air at the minute. Yeah. So, but yeah. that that does wrap up our thoughts on Secret Invasion. Um, We might do a retro review next month, I reckon. Should we finish off Blade? Yeah, I suppose we could do. <laughs> I, think yeah. I think it's on streaming, so I think it's probably got to yeah. Free. yeah, definitely. Yeah. So we're, we're going to do some of those while we, we fill in the gaps, while things... And that, that, that would sort of... Just tying to what we just discussed anyway now and also going forward, yeah. I guess. So that'd be quite a good yeah. time to do it, probably. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So as always, thank you very much, Tony. No problem. Uh, if you want to speak to us on social medias, we, we can be found across Facebook, Instagram, and X now. Yes. As it is. Uh, at BPB Podcast Productions. We're not overly talkative on there, but we're there if you want to to contact us we're on insta but i forgot my password so never <laughs> it's fine um but yeah we're um we're across those so if you ever want to contact us as i say we're, we're going to find things to fill in while this writer's strike and actor strike continues um and we will be back next month with our thoughts on blade three <laughs>